0: Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Organizing Life's Daily Demands. I'm Peter Gordon, and I'm president of New York Financial Organizers. We help people with the non-investment side of personal finances and really help them in their daily living. And the purpose of this podcast is to um, introduce you to other experts in the areas of um, dealing with life's daily demands. And today I'm really excited to have um, to have Kathleen Toomey, who's the Vice President of Marketing for the Riverwoods Group. Hi, Kathleen, how are you doing today?
1: I am great, Peter, how are yeah, you? Yeah,
0: that's good, I'm very well myself. Uh, even though it's a little cloudy out there and cold and might be snowy where you are.
1: Yeah, we have snow on the ground already here in New Hampshire, but it is uh, not raining. And the sun is out,
0: so that's a plus. And it's going to be a white Christmas, it sounds like. Yeah, let's hope so. So um, we know each other through mutual acquaintances within the world of senior services. And I I thought it would be great to have you on this podcast because of the work you do um, with continuing care retirement communities. So um, let's start off with a question. Is What is different about aging today than for prior generations?
1: Well, Peter, your audience is a smart audience, right? They know more than the average bear, I would say. But many people don't realize that um, aging has completely changed in just one generation. So when Social Security began in 1940, the average life expectancy was 65. Here we are now, and our average life expectancy is 20 years later to 85. So we are all living longer. We have access to better health care. We get new knees, new hips, keep going. And that means a different kind of aging than our parents or our grandparents. and requires a real mental shift to understand the opportunities that we have now and the responsibilities for living longer.
0: Well, um, that, that's so true, and I, uh, I I live that every day with my clients. Um, many who are in their nineties, of a client who's a hundred, okay. and um, and as far as your comment about uh, repairs, I had two knee repair new two knee replacements, and uh, this past year I had two back surgeries which was unheard of you know just unheard of and um so it's it you know it's led to these longer lifespans and it is I I love the point you're bringing up so
1: well I think I think what's interesting is your clients who are 90 my parents who are 89 they never expected to live this long I mean my parents wanted to live to maybe 70 that was like you know life goals And they're eighty-nine. So we, they did not have a roadmap for living this long. They never expected they would live this long. You and I, and people who are younger, we have the opportunity and the responsibility to plan for a longer life. And I know people listen to your podcast want to make a plan. They want to be smart about it. You know, which means. Being active as long as you can, getting the the two knees like you did, or getting the back fixed because you know you're going to need this body for a while. Um, what I think people really don't understand, um, and one of the, the the missions I'm on is to explain the concept of a continuing care retirement community, um, which is uh, a, an organization that I'm I work for and. There are about 1,900 across the country. Um, but I think most people, would you agree, Peter, have never heard of a CCRC.
0: They're they're totally clueless. You know, yeah. Totally clueless.
1: And most you know people.
0: what I think. And especially in my area, New York, where there are not a whole lot in the in the immediate area in a, in the five boroughs. So um, yeah, and um that's why I wanted you on uh, this uh, podcast. I wanted to, you to talk about this exact subject.
1: Well, I think you and I <clears throat> in the Northeast, there are fewer continuing care retirement communities. They're also called life plan communities. There are fewer here in the Northeast than there are in other parts of the country where they started. But um, I feel like it's this little secret that people don't realize that is just a game changer. Um the industry has been around for 100 years. There are 1,900 continuing care retirement communities across the country, and most of them are not for profit. Um, but I think it's like this secret weapon because you enter this community, uh, you enter a, a CCRC, as an independent person. So you don't need any help. You live in a home, a cottage, an apartment that um, and you get one meal a day, all your maintenance, uh, fitness, activities, all kinds of things. The kicker is if you enter as your independent, when you need care, assisted living memory support or nursing care, you can transition within the community. Right. So, and you are not paying market rate for your care. And and as we all know, healthcare right now is really in a tough situation um, with a lot of people exiting the field post pandemic. Um, healthcare has gotten more expensive. And the thing that Medicare does not cover is that long term care is that cost of when you need help. With the activities of daily living, bathing, eating, dressing, that's the that's the care that's going to cost you a lot, and this is a great way to make a plan for it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and it, and it, you know, as I said, I see it um, daily, and um, with my clients who are um, have are living into their late eighties and nineties and are running out of money. And um, yeah. a, a real issue. And so, and for me and my, my peers, you know, who are in their 60s, where we have to consider these issues as well. And then certainly think... the children of, of of people in their, in you know, retirement age or whatever that might be, that's a whole nother discussion. Um, they need to, you know, if they're family oriented, they need to have, be aware of this as well.
1: Absolutely. I would, I call this a gift to your children because Mm -hmm. um, if you are, if you have an older parent um, who needs care, you are, you, the child are going to generally provide that unless you have another option. If you choose to live in a CCRC, then your children can be your children and you can have that relationship with them. They're not the caregiver. They're not, doling out your medication, making your doctor's appointments, it gives you true independence because you have made that decision, Peter, about if you're going to need care, where you're going to get it, who you're going to get it from, and what it's going to cost. And many um, CCRCs, like my uh, organization, Riverwoods, we are the largest Uh, CCRC in Northern New England, we have refundable contracts, which means you come in, you pay a one-time fee, and then if you leave or when you pass away, you get a portion of that fee back to whoever you designate. So this is exactly the situation they talk about in the airlines. Put the uh, oxygen mask on yourself and then your child. So you're taking care of yourself, but you're also leaving assets for your kids.
0: So talk about the fee structure. How does that work? Sure. Um,
1: and in fact, if any one of your listeners is interested, this is, gets very detailed, um, they can go to um, riverwoodsgroup.org and go to the resources tab. I have a free guide that is about a 30-page guide as to how to find a CCRC in your area because they're all over the country. And I just do this as a public service. Um, Tell tell me,
0: announce where it is again. I mean, it will be on the video, but announce it again.
1: Sure. Sure. Um, Yes, I work for the Riverwoods Group, which is based in Exeter, New Hampshire, which is just outside of Boston. And If you go to Riverwoods.org and you click on the resources tab, um, it'll explain what CCRCs are and there is a free downloadable 30 page guide. And you can take that guide anywhere in the country um, and learn about it Um, if you're interested in learning more about how to get smarter while you're growing older, I also have a podcast called Seniority Authority. So it's seniorityauthority.org, have the same information there, along with a more detailed explanation of the contracts. So there are three types of contracts in a CCRC at A, B, and C. 80% of the CCRCs are nonprofit that generally means they have a benevolence clause. So if you unintentionally outlive your assets, you can apply to the community for benevolence. So um, part of our mission as nonprofits is to make sure that this way of life is as affordable as possible. So the the fee structure basically is you choose the size home that you're interested in and your entrance fee, which is a one-time fee, and it's ta- a portion of it is tax deductible, and your monthly fee, which is also a portion of that is tax deductible, are based on the size of your home. So everyone gets the same amenities, but if you want to live in a detached cottage with a two-car garage, you're going to pay more than somebody who lives in a studio apartment. Right. And in my community, we have all of those The one thing that I will say, having worked in this industry for 16 years, um, is that we're finally getting through. People are finally realizing this is a hidden gem. So I liken it to a character actor who's been in movies for years and years and then suddenly has that breakout role. That's us. (laughs) Because um, CCRCs have been around for 100 years, but they really... Our workhorses now because people are living longer and they're having more surgeries. And they are, you know, if you live in a CCRC and you're in an independent apartment, you have surgery, you can come back home to your community, uh, recover or, or at um, your health care area, and then come back to your independent apartment. So that's that's, it's a one time fee which is a portion of that is tax deductible. And then the monthly fee is also tax deductible um, depending on the community.
0: Got it. Um, and, um, you know, you mentioned before about your podcast. Why, why did you start a podcast and, uh, and, and what's it about? Um, I started a podcast because of a
1: cocktail party. <laughs> Um, Pre-pandemic, remember those cocktail parties and dinner parties? So, as I mentioned, I worked in this industry for 16 years, and I live in a fairly small town, Exeter, New Hampshire. And people knew me, and they started, all of a sudden, every time i go to a cocktail party or dinner party, people would start pulling me aside, and I would be talking about their, their moms, their dads, their aunts, and they were asking me all these questions about growing older. So I'm in marketing. I am not a medical professional, but I have friends who are very smart. So I would go find the friend and then call the person back and say, here's the answer. And then I thought, if my friends are doing this, we've got a whole generation of boomers who are helping their parents on one hand and thinking about their own future on the other hand. And there's all these new choices that we've never had before. Um, when, when I was younger, my grandparents died very, very young. Um, and one ended up in a nursing home, um, which is nothing like nursing level care today. Yeah, no. So anyway, more and more people are asking me questions. And I said, I might as well create a podcast because I would like for people to get smarter about growing older. I want to change the way people think about aging. I want to stop people from sending doom and gloom birthday cards for a 40-year-old birthday. You know, let's get real about how exciting it is to grow older because not everybody has the chance to grow older. Some people right. don't have this gift of life that Literally. we have, so why why are we so negative about it? So I interview bunch of national experts. And I've been so lucky to get experts from Harvard and Stanford and um, the New York Times and um, columnists and journalists and leaders and authors. I mean, I have this fabulous collection of people that I talk to. Uh, Ashley Campbell, Glenn Campbell's daughter, who Accompanied him on his farewell tour when he had dementia, um, and I'm able to share this with people, and I have a great interaction with my listeners because they ask me how they ask me questions, and I track down the answer. I got a question saying, "How do I apply for Medicaid?"
0: So there's,
1: there's an episode yeah. on that.
0: There's, you know, there there's so much need out there. And connecting that need with um, with the information is critical, and, and we do that on a regular basis. And uh, we, we tell people, Definitely. you know, we're the experts in daily money management and helping you manage your, you know, your day to day finances. But we know all the other experts in the world of finance, and so uh, Medicare and Medicaid is a huge issue and, and a very common question uh, among uh, you know thousands of others. Thousands of others. Are you. Uh, no, I know. It was recently... Go ahead. A lot
1: of people don't even know that there are daily money managers. So I have an oh, episode. Mo- of and yeah, so nobody many people. Knows. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So many people need those services because if you are caring for someone, you know, just handling the healthcare and the and the home care is one thing. Then dealing with the bills, that's a whole other nightmare and to be able yeah. to hand it off to somebody who is so trusted and to say you just do this part i'm going to do the other part is a huge relief
0: oh yeah yeah no, know it's it's wonderful but along with that there's so many other facets to um you know managing uh, life's daily demands and it's important to know those yes. experts and that's why it's important to list, listen to a, a resource like yours now you're also on um you're now on public radio, right?
1: Uh, I'm now on public television.
0: <laughs> oh, it's public um, television.
1: Yeah, public television. Yeah, it, hard to believe a, a face that could break a camera. But um, I it, here in New Hampshire, we have New Hampshire Public Broadcasting System, and they heard about the podcast and listened to it, and they loved it. So they asked me to film some segments for them to broadcast. So I do little, tiny, you know, one to two minute segments on uh, funny on, on how to plan for a long life, on um, health, on um, uh, energy, all kinds of aspects on uh, understanding levels of care. And they film them. And um, we actually did a half an hour program in November, and it's going to air in January uh, on New Hampshire Public Broadcasting. I interview Dr. Robert Waldinger from Harvard, who's phenomenal and has got a new book out uh, in January, uh, which I highly recommend uh, to anyone those, listening. Is
0: Are his those name, available on YouTube? I'm sorry.
1: Uh, his name is Dr. Robert Waldinger. The book is called The Good Life, It is coming out in January. Um, I know it is gonna be a bestseller. Uh, You can pre-order it on Amazon. You can also, uh, yeah, pre-order it on Amazon or um, thegoodlife.org. I have had the great privilege to interview some phenomenal authors in the area of aging. And if you go to my website, seniorityauthority.org and click on Kathleen's bookshelf, there's a downloadable uh, list of, I, I will do, I'll do my 50th podcast in January. So I have a list of phenomenal resources. The other thing I would say about the podcast is for people who are busy and juggling all kinds of things, You can go to the website and pick what your issue is, um, what you want to learn about. Listen to that podcast. So it's like, it's not sequential. You can just say, hey, I need to know about money management. I need to know about uh, long-term care. I need to know about Medicaid and find that. I need to know how to talk to my parents about living longer.
0: That's a big issue in and of itself.
1: Yeah. And so... um, We'll be doing a half an hour. We're going to do pilot show in March, um, where I'm going to kind of bring the podcast to life and interview some of these authors uh, and experts um, on television. So that's kind of exciting.
0: Are those on YouTube also, or will they be? Uh,
1: They will be on. I don't know. That's a good question. Um the NHPBS was recorded, so it might be on New Hampshire PBS. I'm I'm not sure. I haven't seen the show yet that is coming out. It's January fifth, uh, seventh, and eighth. Um, but I'm not sure if it's on YouTube or not.
0: That's very exciting. Yeah.- Well, um, that was great. Now in just in, in closing, where can you where can we find out more about CCRCs?
1: Well, you can. There is, we have a national association called Leading Age, leadingage.org. You can go to Leading Age. It's a, a national association for CCRCs and standalone uh, nursing care. So you can go there and look for your state and then look for a drop down menu and look for CCRCs. You can also go to riverwoods.org um click on the resources tab the about right. us tab no, 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 no. and download my guide because i know not everybody lives is has lucky enough to live in new hampshire uh, but you can take this guide and go anywhere you can That's also great. go to seniority authority click on the show called what is a ccrc and you'll get a 30 minute explanation i get into more detail around contracts um, and the contracts are really important because that makes yeah, a huge yeah. difference.
0: Well, thank you so much, Kathleen. That was really um, really educational and eye-opening and uh, gives us a lot to ponder, but also a huge resource that's really, really helpful to uh, many of the people who will, who will see and listen to this. So thank well, I'm you
1: very so much. Excited. I'm so excited to be able to share this with your listeners. Cause I know you've got a really engaged group and I just want to get the, I want to get the word out there. I know CCRCs aren't for everyone, but you should sure. at least understand your choice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks again. And uh, so long everybody. And uh, we'll see. And, uh, Hear you, uh, hear us at our next podcast. Thanks. Take care.
1: Thank you, Peter.